Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. We'll get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio is going to take it for a touchdown. for the possible win. Snap, spot, kick away, high enough, long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Hunter Burr. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Hey guys, and welcome into this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's Anthony Pagnata back with you guys as always, and today we have got a special guest that is on with us. It is Tim Winters from UCNC Football. He covers Union County uh, football. So, uh, you know, for me, this is a guy that's been just a legend. You know, I remember him from when I was in high school. He was covering uh, not only my high school, Union Academy, but also uh, the Union County area. He does such a great job. And so we figured we'd bring him on to talk a little bit of Union County football with us because the Tar Heels have some major targets in Union County. And, of course, that's where our star quarterback, Sam Howell, uh, hails from. So, of course, we have to talk a little bit of Sam Howell with him. But first, uh, Tim, how's it going today, man? I'm doing great, Anthony. Pleasure to be on the show. Thanks. Yeah, man. So, uh, we, yeah, we had to get you on because, look, Sam Howell is just tearing it up. And right now, um, I mean, there's a debate going on in, in, in Tar Heel country about where he ranks among the quarterbacks nationally. Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if you want to weigh in on that just yet, but really, uh, my biggest question to you is, is this something that, you know, being a guy that was following Sam a little bit throughout his high school career, this is something that we probably should have expected from him, uh, you know, coming out of the high school level, especially because he saw so much success as, as a freshman when he would, took over at Sun Valley High school right yeah absolutely i mean sam's always played um above his age in terms of maturity i believe and i mean i will say this though i mean as great a high school career as he had to come in as a freshman uh to a deep school and do what he's done this year um I, it has surprised me to be quite honest i i thought i mean obviously he's had some growing pains from game to game but the numbers that he has put up, it's beyond my expectations, to be honest. I mean, he has played above anything I thought. Um, and not that he wasn't capable of, but, I mean, that's asking a lot. To get a kid to come into a program and to, to learn and to pick up the, the speed of the game, um, it's, really been, it's really been amazing. And, you know, the one thing I've always looked at Sam uh, in terms of 
quarterback comparison, and I have compared him at times to uh, Brett Favre. And mm-hmm. Sam was always a gambler, a little bit of a gambler, and he'd, he'd throw into those tight spots, and in high school you can get away with it. But he threw a, a number of interceptions, and his completion percentage wasn't always the best uh, amongst the county quarterbacks. But um, he's shown tremendous discipline um, as a first-year kid at the uh, at the college level. So that has definitely surprised me. And, um, and at this point now, I, I think sky's the limit with where he will go because of his work ethic and how he studies the game and how much time he puts in. Um, I can't even imagine uh, where this kid's going in over the next three years. Well, you mentioned it. Uh, he's just having a fantastic year, especially for a true freshman. He ranks uh, right now one of just three quarterbacks that has over 2,400 yards, 25 or more touchdowns, and five or fewer interceptions so far this season. The other two guys, the other two guys that are doing that, Tim, it is Tua and Joe Burrow. So yeah, he is up there with with some of the best right now. Um, you know, I you talked about your comparison to Brett Favre and when I go back and watch him, you know, we all heard the comparison that everybody was using late on in his recruitment which was Baker Mayfield. I feel like yeah. Brett Favre is a better comparison of of kind of what he is. A little bit of a bigger frame. Um not really a guy that, you know, is going to, you know, we saw Baker was a guy that could run when needed. They would use some read option with them. We've seen at Carolina, you know, whether it's because, you know, as they say, we don't have the depth behind him at quarterback, or if it's really just because they don't feel like that's where uh, Sam is is, is really best utilized uh, with his skill set. He, he feels more like a Brett Favre type guy, and especially with how well he throws the deep ball. You know, I've said that I think he's probably the best thrower of the deep ball that we've had at Carolina. I mean, is that a, a stretch or do you think that this is a guy that we could be talking about you know when when he gets to the NFL level being a guy that can throw the deep ball you know on the level that we're seeing some of the guys like Patrick Mahomes uh, and Aaron Rodgers right now yeah I mean I mean you're seeing it right now from him and I think I you know I I draw the the far comparison as well not only to the strong arm Mm -hmm. and I know that they're they're gonna try to rein this in and they did after the the first year game it's just Sam throwing his body around uh, especially on the run, not willing to give up his body for that extra yard, uh, which, you know, if you don't find that many quarterbacks willing to do it. And he had the size at the high school level, and obviously in college you got to watch that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's never afraid to throw his body around for that yard. I mean, the kid's about winning, and I think Carolina fans see that from week to week, what this kid's capable of doing on Saturday afternoons and nights. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, we've, we've heard everything you mentioned, you know, how he's a guy that really loves to get in the film room and everything, and, and we've heard everything, you know, po- positive so far from the coaching staff, especially from Phil Longo. He's got a really great connection with him, and, um, you know, I, I think at this point, you know, the, the sky is is the limit for this guy. Um, you know, the last thing I'll ask you with with Howell, you know, when you look at, at, at this guy, what, what do you think his ceiling is, Do you, you know, going into, to, uh, you know, not only the college level, um, but also when, when he gets to the NFL level. Yeah, it's always uh, always hard to project that, but I mean, um, you know, right now, just knowing uh, the, the work ethic and, and how much the game means to him and how much time he puts in and his God-given natural ability and, mm-hmm. and the work he does to improve upon any of that, um, I mean, you, you're looking at a kid that, I mean, as of right now, you got to see that this kid's NFL capable. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
now the thing is, does he does he play all four years? I mean, that's that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he come out early? Um, you know, these are all things to consider. I think you know Sam stays the four years at Carolina. Uh, he comes out, and if his numbers continue to build upon what he's done as a freshman, you're looking at a you know a first round draft pick. Well, there we go. Hey, that that would be great. Uh, Carolina, of course, uh, we, we know we did have a first-round draft pick a couple years ago at the quarterback position of Mitch Trubisky. Things not going all that well for Mitch, but uh, you never know. Uh, def- at, at this point, Sam uh, definitely looks a little bit more advanced than Mitch did in his time on campus. So he's off to a great start. And uh, look, Sam Howell is one of those guys that's kind of opened a door when it comes to national attention on Union County. There are some really great players in uh, Union County right now, and uh, the Tar Heels are, are, are really going after some of these guys. Uh, of course, the one that you know everybody's going to talk about is, of course, Sam's uh, former high school teammate, still at Sun Valley, and uh, four-star wide receiver Gavin Blackwell. Um, you know, Tim, when you when you look at Gavin Blackwell, is this a guy that you think will be a good fit in the type of offense that Carolina runs if he was to able, if he was to choose to reunite um, with this former high school quarterback? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you know, um, gosh, I think Gavin's what five eleven, uh, just under that six foot mark. Mm-hmm. Probably needs to build up that body a little bit. But he's, you know, you've seen him. He's very uh, fast of foot. He's got some good moves, good hands. Uh, you know, that was Sam's. I gave certainly his favorite receiver his last year or two, and mm-hmm. you know, Sam had the benefit also of Jeremiah Miller's over at Coastal Carolina. So yep. Sam had some yep. great receivers to throw to, but Gavin is a very talented receiver, and um, I know he's got a good handful of offers, but I know that Carolina's going to probably play on that relationship there to try to haul him in. I think he would uh, certainly be uh, more than suitable in that Carolina passing attack. Well, yeah, you mentioned that. I mean, look, he catches just about everything that's thrown his way. I saw him earlier in the year in the Ortho-Carolina kickoff game, and with a guy that was playing in his first game and his quarterback now, Carson Black, um, you know, he, he made a couple of great catches that kept Sun Valley at, at least with a hope in that game. Of course, Charlotte Christian went on to win that game. But, um, yeah, he's he's definitely a special player. And I, I agree. I think, you know, the, the other school that we're seeing a, a lot early on with him is Virginia Tech. But I feel like Carolina's got a really good rapport with them um, because of, you know, the Sam Howell connection. And, and, you know, at this point, I think Sun Valley, you know, is kind of, I, I don't know if they're pushing Carolina, but look, when you got a guy that was as talented as Sam was and, and is as revered as he is at that school, I think that, you know, kids going in are definitely going to look at Carolina a little different. Um, now, the question is, is will Michael Gonzalez, who is the 2021 three-star offensive lineman, will he look at that the same way? You know, I've seen, you know, some some different things on, on Michael. I've seen, you know, some people have him as a tackle. Some people have him as a guard. Um, you know, I, I, I'm impressed with what I've seen from him when I've seen him out at the camps uh, during this past year. Um, you know, what, what kind of guy would the Tar Heels get if they were to and Michael Gonzalez on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about one of the most impressive kids uh, that are playing line here in the county. Um, even as a sophomore last year, he came onto the scene, and I know the uh, the coaching staff they they love this kid. He absorbs everything. 
uh, very uh, quiet, you know, a quiet kid, mm-hmm. but um, a force on the football field. And certainly, uh, when people look at numbers uh, locally in the county, uh, you, you know, Sun Valley started a freshman quarterback who uh, finished the year as the number one passer in yards. Um, and, and a lot of that goes to the offensive line. I will say that's an inexperienced line, but it's anchored by the junior Michael Gonzalez. And I think that really speaks to his leadership on the field and having confidence in a quarterback and, and the, the skill players around. I think uh, Carolina would be well served to get a kid of that nature. Um, you know, smart kid, again, quiet, reserved, but out on the field. He, you know, he lets uh, the action speak for itself, and he's a, he's a force on the football field. A lot of defensive linemen have a tough time uh, getting around this kid, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think Michael Gonzalez certainly is going to be very attractive for any school looking for him, and he's got one more year to build upon what he's done uh, over at Sun Valley. Now, do you see him as a, as a guard, or do you see him as more of a tackle? Because I've seen, you know, he originally started as a tackle on 24-7 sports, and they now kicked him inside to guard. Do you think he has the size to play guard at the college level? Yeah, I think it's going to be all on the size. Like you have the, you, I'm not on the road, so you have the numbers probably in front in terms of his height and weight. But, you know, I've seen him um, a, a few times this season, and he's probably still will need to put on some more weight, but I think size will determine, uh, you know, where he ultimately will play at the next level. And so we, we go from, you know, uh, two guys that, that are really talented to two guys that are right now one of the top players, not only in the state of North Carolina, but in the state, or, but, but in, uh, in, in the entire country in their respective classes. We'll start with the 2021 class, and that is Will Shipley. Um, you know, this is a guy that, of course, we're hearing, you know, of course, the connections from with, with his family from NC State. But it seems like he's kind of having his own commit, his own recruitment because, you know, he's been to Carolina. Uh, Clemson is one of the top teams that has been on him for a long time as well. Um, and this is a guy that is just tearing it up. Every single week that I, I'm, I go online, I see his name plastered all over um, Twitter and, and everything because he's pretty much the guy that's leading what is a really good Weddington team uh, so far this season. He plays both sides of the football, but it looks like he'll probably be a running back at the next level. Tim, how, I mean, this, this is a once in a generation talent in, in Will Shipley. You know, when you look at him, where, where does he stand amongst some of those guys that you've seen in Union County all time as, as a prospect? Yeah, well, he, I mean, <laughs> there are only so many adjectives you can throw this way. Uh, we've been, I've been very fortunate since uh, covering Union County, seeing a lot of talented players. And, you know, Sam last year coming out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Will is the, the, the county's first five-star uh, athlete. And, you know, with Will Shipley, you are getting a kid. He's just a dynamic offensive force. You know, a lot of people that read about him already, they see his name and they see Christian McCaffrey's name together all the time in comparisons. Uh, the thing that makes, when you look at Will Shipley's numbers this year, for anybody who wants to take a look at, at his numbers, he's got about 19 rushing touchdowns. At one point, uh, probably about a week or two, he was scoring a touchdown every five touches. He's probably now a touchdown every six and a half, maybe seven touches. But this kid gets the ball, and he's and he's gashing open big runs. Uh, you know, just a few weeks ago, 
They were playing uh, locally. Marvin Ridge, they went down uh, quickly, and they hand the ball off first play for scrimmage, and Shipley runs 80 yards for a touchdown. And I think he followed it up the following week. They gave up a field goal, and he came right back with another big yard, you know, 83, 84-yard touchdown run. The kid is a, uh, a workaholic, very talented um, you got you got a, a smart football mind in Will Shipley, and I mean I hear from coaches that work with him outside of Weddington. Just they said this kid comes into the gym even when he's not expected to. When he doesn't have an appointment, he's still working. So uh, you're getting one of the hardest working kids in the county, and uh, that talent is displayed on the football field every Friday night. I mean, certainly the probably the greatest football player that's going to come out of that school and he's got one more year and that's a school that's produced a lot of great talent um but you know will shipley can do it all on the football field on both sides of the ball but you're right i think they're looking at uh the running backs role and you know he's got over what 25 26 offers clemson alabama i'll tell you i Looking at it, I thought, gosh, it's going to be a hard call for him to be, and your your fans are not going to like it, but you mentioned it, that being that the mom and dad are both NC State grads, right. it'd be hard to think him not going there, but I'll tell you, I've heard uh, from a good number of people very close to him, not parents or anything, but mm-hmm. people that are associated that think that Notre Dame has a, uh, a more than a fighting shot at this kid, uh, because this is a hmm. school that... Um, you know, is, it would would fit his style, uh, be the, being the running back. I do think Stanford also, with that Christian McCaffrey comparison, right. I think um, looking out there. But I would think if, if you're asking me the top four, I would say NC State, UNC, Notre Dame, and Stanford at this point. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. No. I have I have seen a, a little bit from Notre Dame on, on him, and uh, I knew that that that's one of the guys that they are really prioritizing in this class. But uh, yeah. No. I, I would expect that uh, Dave Doran at NC State, and of course Mac Brown at Carolina, are going to make a push for him because, as you mentioned, this is one of the state's most talented players, um, not only just in this class, but really all the time. And the comparisons to Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, I, I've seen him in person and those are spot on um i mean he can do just about everything um i mean he's he, i mean he's got pretty good size on him as well he's not really a, a, a small guy either so uh yeah there's there's a lot uh, of different things that you know he can do that i think uh could could fit just about anywhere in the country because you know Look, if they can't use him at running back for some reason, they can always use him at safety as well because he's a great player there. So, yeah, um, very interesting and really great to see Weddington putting out a player of that caliber because, you know, we, we've that, you know, the people that have, you know, been around Weddington in the county and, and that have gone out and watched their games, you know, we've always kind of said, like, how are they not putting these guys in, in bigger schools? And for Will Shipley to be, you know, on the radar like this and, and be one of those guys that everybody, Everybody in the country is talking about it's uh it, it's pretty impressive. So um, well, yeah, you know, just to jump on that last remark, I right. agree with you completely, Anthony, about the talent. And I think a lot of credit, obviously, you have the talented kids there, but the role that Andy Capone, the, the head coach at Weddington, mm-hmm. has done for that program, um, the amount of work that he puts in to promote his kids, get them exposed, and the amount of coaches and recruiters that he hosts during the course of a week. 
Um, A lot of credit needs to go to Andy Capone, one of the best young coaches, and a coach that I think, um, if you're looking at a a guy that might leave the county to go to the next level as a coach, he could be one of them. A very talented guy. Um, But looking right now, I mean, they're the odds-on favorite to get back to another state championship game. Mm -hmm. And um, not bad for a guy that's, what, 27, 27, 28 years old. Yeah, also won a state championship in his first year last year. Of course, came up under uh, Tim Carson, who's a legendary head coach as well. So, yeah, the uh, Andy Capone is, is definitely one of those guys that I think you're you're right. Everybody in the area, you know, needs to keep an eye on him. Uh, I mean, he's he's a guy that, you know, when you talk about the great coaches in the area, I mean, everybody's going to bring up the big names in Charlotte. But this is a guy that I, you just feel like people should be talking more about throughout the state, and he's doing a fantastic job. They got so many great uh, young guys that are going places right now. Of course, uh, Alec Mock is going to, uh, what, what, Air Force? Air Force. Yeah, 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 big one for him. Uh, that was one of the guys that, you know, if Carolina didn't end up landing Trenton Simpson, I thought we should keep an eye on. It seems like, uh, you know, he's he's probably uh, going to be sticking with Air Force going forward, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a very talented young player. And then, uh, of course, Ian Williams. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Ian Williams, their kicker, because, you know, Carolina has had some struggles at the kicking position. Um, you know, Noah Ruggles looks a little bit better now after he's come back in after his benching, but, you know, that's still an area of a little uncertainty. Ian Williams is a guy that I've seen big, strong leg, um, you know, really accurate, especially for the high school level, and this is a school that's produced kickers before. You know, what is his comparison um, to, to Keith Duncan? Is he a guy that you could see being as successful as Keith, who is the starting kicker right now uh, at Iowa, if you didn't know? Yeah, certainly. I mean, they just have a great legacy of kickers. The county does, actually. Right, the, the right. The county does a great job of producing kickers. But, yeah, Ian Williams is obviously a different body type than Keith Duncan. Uh, Keith's one of the most accurate uh, place kickers kickers in the state of North Carolina. I think he holds uh, a record in North Carolina high school football. Uh, but, yeah, he compares uh, very strong uh, to what Keith did. I think, um, obviously, he's, what, 6'3". Yeah, um, oh, yeah, much really bigger. Yeah. He's very accurate, can boom the ball. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen him from practice kicking it. Um, 60 yards right. um, with a plenty to spare, which is crazy. But, yeah, I think um, you're, you're looking at a kid. I mean, the one thing that Weddington, and you know, this is really important, I think, when mm-hmm. you're looking at uh, recruiting a kid out of that high school is that not only are they great, there's great talent there, and they, are, they have great coaching, but the uh, Weddington, these kids are smart. And uh, when they're out on a football field, they're always in a position to make a play. I mean, these coaches have to tell them one time, mm-hmm. and that's it. They're, they so I'm not. I don't want to discredit the coaches and say it's easy over there, but these kids are smart, and I think um, you know they they know what it takes to get things done on and off the football field. And I think Ian Williams would be a great benefit to any school uh, to come in as a six three, maybe six four kicker. Um, as a freshman, sophomore, uh, to lead that special teams uh, over the next three or four years. Uh, yeah, Ian Williams is certainly uh, one of the top kids you're looking at in the county for sure. Yeah, so. Uh, he's got what? He's got three or four offers right now, and Carolina's one of them. 
Right. Well, Carolina does have a preferred walk-on uh, spot for him right now. They don't have the official offer on the right. table just yet, but you feel like if Carolina does continue to struggle, you know, you you always want to save your scholarship offers for your right. uh, your position players. But if if they do continue to struggle, I wouldn't be shocked if they do end up ponying up and giving him a scholarship offer. That would be one of my first guys in the state, especially with Joshua Cardi, who comes out of uh, Western Alamance High School up in Elon, already committed to Stanford. Uh, he's a he's a guy that I think ranks as as a three or four star, which is really good for a kicker. Uh, usually right. the recruiting services don't rank him that high, but Ian Williams is a guy that I think everybody should keep an eye on uh, as we go throughout the rest of this class as a preferred walk-on or potentially a scholarship guy. So we go from, you talked about Will Shipley being the first five-star in the county. We go from the first five-star in the county to the second five-star in the county. Another guy that's coached by a really great head coach and Shalik Knotts out at uh, Monroe, coached by Johnny Sowell, who has been a great coach uh, there for a while. Um, And of course, you know, most people probably remember a couple of years ago, a guy in, in Travion Kenyon coming out of there. Uh, Shalik Knotts, now the next big wide receiver name at Monroe. I went and actually saw him the other night against Parkwood and was relatively impressed. He didn't uh, really receive that many targets because it was a cold night and uh, the quarterback, Matthew Bennett, ended up leaving with a wrist injury uh, in the second quarter. So, um, you know, when you look at Shalik, though, you know, just give us a little bit of of what you've seen from him and, and what kind of prospect this kid can be going forward. Yeah, he is. Um, he is a great talent. I mean, Shalik's been doing this now uh, for two years um, as a sophomore. Had a, a very good freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, his younger brother was uh, a part of the 2016 undefeated Monroe Redhawk team, Braxton Knotts, right. who was one of the fastest kids I've ever seen on a football field. Uh, now Braxton didn't have the height that his big brother had, mm-hmm. that his younger brother has, and Shalik. Shalik's got. Um, very good size, and you know that body's still going to develop. Right. Um, up in the air, he's got great control of his body, uh, makes really difficult catches look very easy. He's a nice target, big target, and um, he's benefited greatly from uh, the Matthew Bennett transfer over this year, mm-hmm. um, having a strong-arm quarterback. And I, I think if it wasn't for – um, you know, Bennett's injury, and I think, did Shalik come out of that game as well? Didn't yes, uh, Shalik Knotts did suffer an injury on the last offensive play for Monroe. Um, it okay. looked like it may have been a knee injury. It was to his left leg, and um, unfortunately he had to be carried off by the coaching staff and then eventually um, was actually carted off the field to uh, to the team bus. So, yeah, he uh, it, it definitely didn't look great for Shalik. Hopefully, uh, we, we, of course, are wishing him the best. But, uh, yeah, he did end up uh, suffering an injury. So, yeah, Monroe's going to go in uh, beat up against uh, – they'll actually be facing off against – uh, a Tar Heel commit in 2021 uh, athlete Dontavious Nash and the Hunter Huss Huskies. But yes, uh, he did go down with an injury. Um, and of course, we're wishing uh, Shalik the best. But uh, yeah, really talented kid. Um, you know, they, they had him on defense. They had him at safety. And, and I thought, you know, he, he played all right there. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to really help you in, in run defense. He's a guy that's pretty much going to play that uh, free safety spot about as pure as he can with being a, a last line of defense. Um, against the passing game, uh, but when they moved him to corner, 
he looked really good. He had the interception that gave Monroe an opportunity to drive down in the fourth quarter and, and potentially tie it or take the lead. Unfortunately, they weren't able to, but um, you know, he, he looked really good, especially in man coverage uh, against those Parkwood receivers. So, um, yeah, he's he's a really talented young player, like you said, and uh, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's proved on that, yeah, offensively, but he has proved defensively. I think last year he had a few picks, and this year he was number two to his teammate. I think he finished up with five interceptions during the regular season. Mm-hmm. His teammate, Salem Streeter, had six. So, um, yeah, he, he certainly knows how to go up for the ball on both sides of the ball. So, those are the guys to keep an eye on in, in Union County for uh, for the Tar Heels right now. Is there any other names, Tim, that we should maybe be keeping an eye on? Some of these younger guys in the county, or maybe just some guys that aren't quite on the radar just yet that maybe could get on the radar as we go forward over the next uh, year or two? Yeah, well, I, I, we talked about him a little off air. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the one kid, this is a no-miss, you know, guy, as long as he stays healthy. Um, Sun Valley, uh, where Gavin Blackwell is, or it's coming where Sam Howell is, and mm-hmm. uh, Sam could probably talk about this kid as well because he probably saw a lot of them in middle school. Um, is this kid Tony McFadden? He'll be a sophomore next year. Um, the kid is a dynamic running back, can play defense as well, both sides of the ball. Terrific baseball player. You're getting you're getting a full package athlete here, and um, he's got D one written all over him. Uh, you're familiar with Under the Radar. Mm-hmm. They were. Um, I reached out to them. They were so impressed. They actually did a video on him, and within uh, two or three days, he had thousands upon thousands of views. He's probably well over ten thousand views on his Under the Radar video. Wow! And uh, they actually even invited him out to uh, California over the summer uh, to to work out uh, at their facilities and to meet. Uh, USC, the UCLA coaching staff. So this is a kid that uh, tremendous ability, um, tore up a, a, a traditionally strong, well-coached Holy Trinity middle school team uh, where, I mean, the kid scored multiple touchdowns out mm-hmm. of the backfield, harassed out of the backfield, had the strength to break those tackles and uh, to score long touchdown runs. Very fast, quick feet, great hands. Uh, the kids got it all. So Tony McFadden, a few years away, going to be a sophomore next year. But that is one kid definitely to uh, take a look at for sure. Well, there you go. I'm going to tell you, nobody in the recruiting world has that name on their radar just yet. Tim Winters does, though. He's been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, Tim, it, it, great to have you on, man. I know uh, you know you, you don't. You're, you're kind of local, a local hero here in Union County, uh, but we want to expand your, your horizon just a little bit. We want people to know about Tim Winters because you do such a great job covering this area. And uh, we're glad you could stop by uh, with us and talk a little bit of Union County football and uh, talk about some guys that, you know, one, one guy that is at Carolina and some guys that could potentially be at Carolina uh, later on in the future. I appreciate it, Anthony, and all the best to you. All right, Tim. Hey, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you down the line. All right, buddy? Thanks so much. All right. All right, so Tim Winters of 
UCNC sports uh, or UCNC football, excuse me. Uh, he covers uh, UC uh, or Union County football here in the area. And uh, look, he does a fantastic job. Uh, we want to, of course, thank him for stopping by and, uh, of course, talking a little Sam Howell and some of the uh, Tar Heels' other major targets uh, that are coming up in the 2021 and 22 class here in this area. So, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Vlog Podcast. Make sure you guys check out the podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we are available as well as online at HeelToughBlog.com. Make sure you check out the guy we just talked about, Shalik Knotts. His scouting report is up. Uh, of course, he was injured in that game, and we wish him the best, but there he, he did play most of the game. He played uh, up until the end, so make sure that you guys go back and read our breakdown of his performance against Parkwood to close out his sophomore se- uh, sophomore regular season. Excuse me. Looks like, unfortunately, the end of his sophomore season, so make sure you go back and, and uh, check that out. And Of course, we're going to have all the coverage for you of the huge matchup tonight for the Tar Heels against the Pittsburgh Panthers. So, once again, want to thank Tim Winners for stopping by. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. <laughs>